0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1801. Today we're going to have a lot of fun. We're racing Ferraris. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Mooresville, North Carolina, but I might as well be in Maranello, Italy, a home of Ferrari, of course, because I'm with a very special guest by the name of Brad Horseman. Brad, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch?
1: I'm ready to pop it. Let's go.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's something you do very well. Before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this really fun world that you're living in and racing in, would you share one little thing with the listeners today that maybe most people don't know about you?
1: <laughs> well, this is going to be a little bit off the cuff. I, I I'm uh, I tend to be a, an adrenaline junkie. I like all things, um, you know, outdoors and and fun and fast. Uh-huh. And and I'm being in fast cars has never bothered me, but. Those that are close to me know this. Those many of those others um, that are not so close don't, and uh, it's my fear of scorpions.
0: Scor- now, scor Okay, <laughs> scorpions. Now, this is very interesting. Do they have many? scorpions in <laughs> north carolina they do not no.
1: that's what one of the reasons i'm an east coast guy ah. but I, I will tell you I, I do not check into a hotel in the southwest without checking under the bed first so it's one or, or even walking around without my shoes on it's yeah. uh just one of those things snakes are fine spiders are fine scorpions that they, they gave me the heebie-jeebies
0: well i'll tell you something that'll probably freak you out when i was a little kid i don't remember this but my mom certainly does she really hates spiders i went to i grew up in southern california so we had things like scorpions and tarantulas and snakes and all that kind of stuff. And I went to put my shoes on. I was quite young, and something was bugging my foot. So I took my shoe off, and I shook it out, and guess what fell out? Uh, A scorpion. Well, I didn't know what it was, and I picked it up by the tail, and I walked into the kitchen. I said, Mom, this was in my shoe. What is this? And held it up, and she totally lost
1: it. Yeah. it's.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Luckily, it didn't sting me, you know, because those things can be— Quite painful for sure, but uh, scorpions. Now, was there something in your past that
1: you know? Actually, I think it stems from we uh, some uh, family friends moved to Texas
0: uh, Oh, they got uh, when them I there. was probably yeah,
1: yeah twelve <laughs> years old, and and they told us a story of what it's like to live in Texas, and and one night there was a scorpion under the covers, and I think that just like That's I said, it, it, it set what it set me uh, for life to to kind of be fearful of those things. You so. know,
0: those are one of those prehistoric looking insects to me they just don't look right. You know, there's something That's about right. them and some of them can be quite aggressive. So uh, yeah, watch out for scorpions. Well, no <laughs> scorpions today. We're only going to talk about Ferraris and race cars and maybe a little investing. Let me give you a proper introduction, Brad. Brad Horstman is a North American gentleman race car driver currently racing with Riley Motorsports and Foreign Cars Italia in the Ferrari Challenge North America Series. Adrenaline Junkie Yes, indeed. He has finished on the podium in 65% of his races entered, including eight class wins, which has helped him capture the Copa Shell Am Championship in Mugello, Italy in 2019, and the Copa Shell Championship in Masano, Italy in 2020. He's a lifelong car enthusiast who has taken his passion for cars to the track, where he has competed in the SCCA, the PCA, WRL, and Champ Car Racing Series, in addition to the Ferrari Challenge. When he's not at the track, Brad leads Wedge Capital Management, a multi-billion dollar asset management firm in Charlotte, North Carolina, providing investment services to institutional and high net worth investors throughout North America. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Brad, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. And watch out for those scorpions. The best way to protect and preserve your vehicles, along with the meanings and memories and experience that they give you, is with a quality-made, custom-fit car cover from my friends at Covercraft. I purchased my first Covercraft cover from my 1967 Gia way back when I was in high school, in 1975, at Covercraft.com, you'll find a multitude of indoor options, including Form Fit, fleece, satin, and their very unique View Shield. That's right, you can see your car right through the cover. But it's the sun that you really need to worry about. Quality outdoor options include Weather Shield HD and HP, Sunbrella, Reflect, Carhartt, Evolution, and Noah. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers and Watercraft 2. Your cover is custom-tailored for your special vehicles and manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And I've got a great deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off compliments of Cars Yeah. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YEAH21, 21 at checkout, Covercraft Protecting the things that move you. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles... If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowners insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866 ACI. Yeah, that's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains, here at Cars. Yeah, American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. (laughs) All right, Brad, we are back and we're going to dive a little deeper into the corner, something you're very good at doing. I'd love for you to share more about Ferrari Challenge, what you're doing with that whole campaign. I mean, it's so cool. It's so much fun. That's such a unique and different type of racing series. You've done a lot of different kinds of racing, but let's start with what you're doing now. How are things going? What's ahead of you this year and why the Ferrari Challenge? Is if I have to ask.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, actually, you know, it goes back a few years. I mean, I started off doing DEs and and that sort of thing. Moved eventually into something. I wanted a little bit of a safer car. Um, So I went into a race car. A friend got us going in, in Miatas. And uh, said we should start racing in spec Miatas, which we did in the SCCA, and and, and had a ball in those, and, and did a few races there. From there, moved on to doing some PCA races, Porsche Club of America, and then you know it was just it's, it's funny how these things happen. Just one thing leads to another, and eventually, um, I was looking to upgrade my uh, Porsche 911 Cup car that I was driving at the time, but met some some other people that that talked me into going Ferrari Challenge racing, and <laughs> um, and haven't looked back, and it's been it's been uh, like you said, it's, I mean to do some of the things that we've done. Racing a Ferrari, it's it's a it's a wonderful uh, handling car. It's it's everything you would think it would be. Super quick, handles really well. It's a great season for particularly someone like myself. Um, I have a job that I'm working Monday through Friday, running a business, and uh, we don't have a lot of. Weekend commitments. There's essentially seven weekends a year, the seventh usually being the world finals and somewhere in Europe. In the last few years, we've been in Italy. So, what a wonderful experience to race a Ferrari in Italy.
0: Now, that's called scope creep. When you go from your driver's education days and then you Start going up the ladder that you did, but you did it the right way. I really think because sometimes people jump into that much bigger, faster car and they realize they're in over their head a little bit, or they're frustrated because they haven't learned all the things you have to do throughout the process. But I mean, starting with the Miata's, those are awesome cars. So many people race those things; they're so much fun. And then Porsches, my mark of choice. Gotta love a Porsche, especially a Cup car. Oh my gosh! But tell our listeners that may not be completely uh, aware or knowledgeable about what Ferrari Challenge. Is how it works, the races you go do, how's the whole thing set up?
1: Yeah, sure. So Ferrari Challenge, it, we're we're uh, IMSA sanctioned uh, series. It's it's sort of on par. You being a, a Porsche fan, for those that that are familiar with Porsche, um, there's the well, what's now the Carrera Cup. It seems like that's going to be a fairly competitive series actually this year. Oh, but yeah. but in, in the past, just racing the GT3 Cup series, it was sort of on par with that, only Ferraris. Flamborghini has the Super Trofeo series. Ferrari has the Ferrari Challenge series. Within the series, there, there's four classes. Um, you, you, as you mentioned on in the introduction, I've started off at the bottom uh, what's called the Copa Shell AM class. You then move up from there to Copa Shell. This year, my, my third year, we, we've moved up again. Um, as we're defending class champion in Copa Shell, they've put us in the Trofeo Pirelli AM class. And then at the top is the Trofeo Pirelli class. Many of race fans uh, that follow WeatherTech and some of the other series probably know Cooper McNeil mm-hmm. um, in the WeatherTech series. Cooper's one of the, the better drivers. He's, he's the best driver. In fact, he's won uh, the championship, I think, last three years in a row now. And the Trofeo Pirelli class, which is uh, you know we're all chasing Cooper at this point. So um, that's how it's uh, it's based, you know, and it's based mostly those class classifications are based on your experience and ability. So
0: sounds like so much fun. So what type of Ferrari are you driving then?
1: It is our current car is a 488 uh, Challenge car challenge evo Uh, we've raced it uh, the challenge 488 challenge car for two years and then we received an an evo upgrade last year which evo just next evolution but basically the changes were mostly to aero which has helped tremendously and um, there's a little bit of mapping in terms of the traction control and some other things braking some of the electronics were were upgraded Uh, a new wing would also for aero so those are the cars we're racing now i think we're going to be racing those for another two years
0: so, the factory of Ferrari, they build these cars for this specific series, right? They build a track ready race car for you. Is everybody's car the same? So, you're dealing with skill set and everyone's in the same cars. You think of going back way back to the IROC series, the Porsches, the RSRs, where they had all these famous drivers and all the cars were pretty much the same specs. Is that the same with what you're driving?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, Ferrari builds these. We, we buy them from the factory that through New Jersey, which is Ferrari Motorsports of North America. And the tuning on the cars is minimal. It's a little bit more like a GT4 car in the, in the sense that uh, it doesn't have all of the tools at your disposal like you might find in a GT3. It's toned down a little bit to keep everything a little bit more in line cost-wise and more competitive so that it does come down to the driver.
0: And you're part of the Riley Motorsports team, right?
1: I am, yes.
0: Very cool. Tell us a little bit about Riley Motorsports.
1: Well, Riley riley is their legends in and in, in, in sports car racing you know bob riley started it years ago bill riley now runs things although bob bob's in the shop every day they're running this year riley's running two lmp three cars they're also ra- uh, racing and supporting two of the new supras uh, in in the weathertech and uh, michelin pilot challenge series um, and then of course there's myself and there's another driver one of my teammates uh, roy carroll is racing in the ferrari challenge series and um, you know those guys they're they're the class of the paddock. They've been doing this for so many years. They've been involved in and in, as I said sports car racing. I mean everybody knows the DP chassis that they built for years and I think I think it's something like 14 years in a row, a Riley chassis won Daytona 24-hour. Yeah. Uh, but it's they've incredible. also been involved. Yeah. It's a, it's the, the trophy room at Riley is pretty impressive. <laughs> no and, doubt. Uh, it's And you, you it ups the ante, I guess, when you walk in there and realize the pressure's on. I need to fill a shelf here. Yeah. I, yeah there's they, there's they, a little they know
0: space waiting for you, and you better put something in that space. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a magnificent team. And, of course, the relations there with Foreign Cars Italia, I've got to do a shout-out to our mutual friend, Steve he's the one who introduced me to brad past guest here on cars yeah from foreign cars italia so thanks buddy appreciate that he's uh he did a great job so uh now it's your turn (laughs) when you think about this racing that you've chosen to fill your weekends with as if your weekdays are not busy enough dealing with heavy finance uh making people money trying to stay ahead of this crazy world and crazy market i don't know how you guys do it Uh, i guess you You go out on the weekends and you race and you focus on that so you can clear your mind, right? What's the favorite part of this racing that you do? What's, what's the, I mean, you get to travel to these cool places. You could be around with all these great people. You get to try these incredible cars. Is there one part of this whole thing that really stands out for you?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. Um I, I I guess my I could say well, it's the totality of it. It's it is the we go to the best tracks in the country and and we and in our world finals. You know, we were actually unfortunately last year my dream track was always to drive at Yaz Marina in Abu Dhabi. Uh, never thinking i'd ever get the chance well last year yas marina was actually where our world finals were set to be to be run but with covid everything changed they moved it to italy to keep it in house if you will for ferrari because of the number of people that are involved in putting on that event but having said all of that yes it is is the tracks we go to it's it's the camaraderie with the drivers uh it's the camaraderie with the team and the guys at riley it's the events are incredibly well run as they often say um, among the um Within the Ferrari Group, it's it's the lifestyle, mm. um, and what they mean by that is is you know you go to some of these events and not to critique other other series. Like I said, I've I've raced in them and I still participate in them, but they're different. Uh, you know, Ferrari has wonderful hospitality. Uh, it's it's very very family friendly, and it's just a wonderful weekend, as you say. I mean, to get away from the hectic and sometimes chaotic. Uh, you know, I was going to say nine to five. Seven, yeah. seven, days. Something tells me you oh. don't
0: work nine to five. Nobody <laughs> yeah. works in heavy, high finance nine to five. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit of and, a misnomer, but I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so it, it really is a wonderful weekend. You know, my, my, my family never went to any of my track events. Well, my son did, I mean, because he's a gearhead like I am. But other than that, uh, my wife, my, my daughter, uh, none of our friends really wanted to go to these events. But they they clamor for tickets and and dates uh, for for these Ferrari events. Oh, I mean, man. we one of you know one one of the most wonderful weekends we spend in the year is we're the support race in Montreal for the Formula One weekend, the yeah. Grand Prix of Canada, yeah. and it's a spectacular weekend. I mean, it's the it's the biggest event that takes place in Canada. They roll out the red carpet for all of us, and um and that's it's it's just a wonderful. Time a wonderful experience. My wife and my daughter. I mean, my son and, and all of our friends. I think last year we were supposed to have over twenty people uh, wow. that w- that were coming with us to Montreal, but unfortunately, plans changed. Um, and my fingers are crossed that we're able to go back this year, but yeah. we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, so. uh, sounds fantastic. Well, Ferrari is a lifestyle brand, big time. So I can see how that would all be absolutely spectacular. Let's talk a little bit about a driving inspiration for you, Brad, because. I've learned after interviewing 1,800 people now that successful people have mentors in their lives. They have people who help push them along, give them advice, influence them. Who's maybe one of the most influential in your life?
1: Uh, that's another good question. Yeah, I would say from a business perspective, two of the uh, the firm that I'm I'm running now, I did not start. Um, I was I was made a partner num- many years ago. But two of the founders really had a big impact on me, and uh, just the the way they carried the business, the way they treated people, both within the business world and outside of it, really had a big impact on me. And I and I I, I probably a week doesn't go by that I don't mention you know one or both of their names mm-hmm. in terms of and kind of thinking well what would they do or as they used to say and so forth. And so, um, I really had a high degree of respect for them. Um, in terms of personal life, and and outside that, maybe kind of tying it into the racing world, my coach, my, James Guey, is my coach. James is, uh, uh, you know, a former twenty-four hour winner. He's he's a heck of a race car driver, um, and just one of the mo- one of the smartest guys I know. Incredibly level-headed. Competitive but cautious. I I mean, he kind of checks every box when it comes to racing, and and I guess I and um I try to drive like he drives. I try to you know carry myself like he does. Um, and if I can be half as fast as he is one day, then then I will have certainly (laughs) accomplished something.
0: Well, you've discovered the secret sauce to success, and that's surrounding ourselves with really really powerful people that we can learn from. So most definitely, uh, you're doing exactly that. If somebody wanted to go into this type of racing, What's maybe a word of wisdom or advice you might offer them? If they're considering this, they have the means to do it, what would you say to them?
1: I would say get the experience. My uh, strategy from day one, as I said, I, I started doing track events and with no intention of ever racing. But as I was getting quicker and quicker, closer to that line and the edge, um, I felt I needed to be in something safer. So I bought a race car that had a, not to race, but just because it had the, the roll cage and all of the safety equipment that you find in a, in a race car. And then driving that around the track and getting quicker and quicker, everyone starts asking, well, when are you going to race it? When are you going to start doing this? When are you going to start doing that? And, and you had made a comment earlier that I did it the right way. I actually started off track events in a, a GT3 RS. Oh um which is, which is starting at you know for yeah, track car that's starting s- at the top
0: Kind of started at the top there dude Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I did I did You know yeah, it's it's fine if you have the right mentality and I right. and I think yeah. I did. I didn't try to go out there day one and be the fastest guy on on track. Sure. I wanted to go out there and just enjoy myself and and not scratch my car. Uh, of being, course yeah being a car enthusiast, I was hesitant about even taking it out there in the first place. But um you know, you go out there and you just get the bug, and once yeah. it bites, you just want to keep going back. and And then, like I said, I went from that car and to a GT3 Cup car. Um, but when I went to, but I wanted to make sure that I was safe, and I wanted to make sure that I was competitive. And so I practiced and practiced and practiced. And uh, before I actually went racing, and then as I, I did say, in terms of racing, I did do the right thing and step back. And we started racing in spec Miatas. Mm. and things happen a lot slower in a spec miata and i know a lot of people listening to this that might think the thinking about doing the same thing. They think, why would I go from my whatever they're in, my Corvette or my or my my 911 or whatever, down to a Spec Miata? And I was thinking the exact same thing, as was a buddy of mine. And, and there's three or four of us that actually went Spec Miata racing at the same time. And two of us had to be drug into it, myself being one of them. And we had a ball in those cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't tell you, I mean, no, you're not going as fast and things are different, but the drafting and the strategy and, and the, the car control that you learn is, it can't it's priceless. Uh, you, you can't replace that. You can do a lot of laps in a higher horsepower car, but you're going to learn a little quicker um, in that lower horsepower car. And, in, and as we did, we then, like I said, we did two events in that Miata and then went back into PCA on in our 911s mm-hmm. and we're each running a second faster. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I would recommend to people. is is ne- don't necessarily do what I did, but 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 <laughs> like I said, get but get but do get the experience before you step into it, because I think it's going to create a, a much more enjoyable experience too. If you can go out there and you're feel a little confident and you're comfortable and you know that you can run with everyone around you, I mean it's it's intimidating, no doubt about it. Your first race, everybody goes through that. But once you do it and you're thinking, hey, that wasn't so bad. Actually, it was you know fairly competitive. And then from there, it's all about having a positive attitude. So yeah,
0: it really is. And the other thing. You did, you get yourself a good driving coach. Yep. You know, that can help you so much every which way upside down. And there's some great ones. I've had some great ones on this show. Uh, And as you said, James, you certainly picked a very strong coach to to help you go through that. Let's take a short break. We come back. I'm going to ask you what I like to call the challenge question since we're talking Ferrari challenge. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage, it's a new quarterly publication and website and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Did you know that Cars yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson? the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Carja every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark.carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. All right, Brad, we're back. So what's a huge, big, hairy... quote, Jim Collins and good to great audacious obstacle, challenge, failure that you faced. And you can tie this to personal life. You can tie it to business and finance or you can tie it to racing. Uh, More importantly, though, along with this story, what was the lesson learned as you rolled through that situation?
1: You know, I I have been very fortunate in my life not to experience many personal setbacks. Knock on wood. Um, Like I said, I, I think I'm an outlier in that regard. So I'll, I'll, I'll tie one into racing. And you mentioned earlier Steve Sudler, and we've talked about Riley. Um, when, when I made the decision to go race in the Ferrari Challenge Series, it, I was actually heading up to the VIR WeatherTech race and was going to talk with John Wright um, of Wright Motorsports, who I had bought my first cup car from and was looking to maybe upgrade to, to a Gen 2 991 cup car. And I happened to run into Steve Sutler the night before I was heading up there, and that's when he planted the seed in my head about going challenge racing. And and they made a couple things, made a couple comments that that sounded intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. James Gouet, who we've we've mentioned, actually had had coached um a, a couple drivers in this series, and I and I thought, well, let me bounce some of these 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 ideas off of James and and see what he says. And as I said, also, and, and see if he thinks I'd be competitive. And through a series of Quite a few conversations over a two-week period. We put a, whole, a team together. Uh, Steve was actually hired at Foreign Cars to to run the marketing, and and one of those his his challenges was to put the the team together, which we did, or he did. I then came along right in the middle of those conversations. And this all came together within two weeks. Wow. It's, it's, we were just reflecting on this a few weeks ago uh, when we were uh, coming back from Italy, actually, the, the last <laughs> night in Rome. And, and we were just having dinner and having just won our, our second championship and reminiscing about how this all came together so quickly. Like I said, it really happened in a period of about two weeks. But now that was that was about Labor Day weekend. Um, I guess it would have been 2018. And a lot of then work went into acquiring the car. Bill Riley was then getting trucks and equipment and every everything together. We were then getting taking delivery of the car. Uh, everything was just falling in place. And, and a lot of work went into getting uh, shaking it down, me getting some seat time and practicing, all building up to our first event at CODA in mm-hmm. 2019. And we started off the weekend on two practice days on Thursday and Friday, pretty quick, uh, again, for, for our class. And uh, Friday evening, we went out and on old tires and just get the car warmed up, get me warmed up. And the, the objective was to just run on those old tires for a few laps, come in, put on new tires, and then go out and do a mock qualifying session to prepare us for the next morning for to get ready for race one on saturday and i was uh, on the radio they said okay go ahead and pit this lap and like one turn later i spun into the wall and oh, oh. and that was it for the weekend and so oh. six six months of work and preparation and and and, make, and building and and you know everyone was so excited from through the dealership through some fans through the, the, the race team oh, you yeah. know my family my friends and then to tell everybody we're not going to be racing this weekend uh. As I said, I, I've been very fortunate in my life. I've not had many setbacks, and that was one of the biggest. And I was even—I remember sitting in the hauler Friday night in the dark, um, and we were trying to kind of come to the realization that we're probably not going to be racing this weekend. And that was one of the lowest feelings I've had in a long time. And I was surprised how much it affected me. Both Bill, James. And Ben Levite. Ben's also with Riley. Mm-hmm. He's Ben's now running the the LMP3 cars for them. But he was with us that year, and they all said, "Look, this is just part of the highs and lows of racing. Yeah. You know, it happens. It's going to happen again, and, and you're gonna you're gonna feel this bad again. But you're also going to have experience some incredible highs. And no truer words were spoken at that point. There's nothing you can do about it. You just look forward to the next race and you move forward. And that's what we did. We kept the right attitude. And and I've always been a person that that believes in having a positive attitude. Positive attitude and Lo and behold, we clinched the championship in the last race of the season in Mugello, Italy, and awesome. on beautiful blue skies in Tuscany in a Ferrari. I, and, and I thought, <laughs> wow, you know what? Ben was right. So Yeah,
0: now I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Oh, my gosh. You know, you watch races. Let's, let's pick the top echelon here, Formula One. Everything they go to, to get to a, a race, and then in the first corner, some guys are taken out. And you just go, oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine the frustration. And the letdown, because as a driver with a team around you and people supporting you, letting all those people down. Because we all know at any level of racing, there's always a team involved, right? There's always people around you that support you and are doing things for you. Even on, if I race vintage cars, even with a family. I mean, they, my wife never rolled an eye on what I spent on vintage racing and would go to a weekend. And then, you know, you blow up a motor. Did Two of them at Sears Point, actually, in both the cars one time. And you just come home like, ah, so yeah. frustrating. So, uh, wow. Well, best thing is you didn't get hurt in that crash, Right. Cause nope, that would nope. have, that would have added a, a lot to that situation. Uh, you walked away from it. So very cool. But I appreciate you sharing that day, but yeah, racing. The, what's that phrase? That's racing. That's right. <laughs> We've heard it a hundred <laughs> times. I would assume you have a bucket list somewhere out there. Maybe what's next on the agenda with this racing for you. Is there something you're looking down the racetrack at in the future?
1: Uh, well the immediate future is this season it's the next race and um and but but really we just want to be competitive you know mm-hmm. and um you know if i could win another championship this year in in this class trofeo Pirelli am uh well that would be wonderful as i mentioned you know my son's also a little bit of a gearhead and so we're he um he, he's fast he's, really? he's faster than i am yeah the 20 oh. year old reflexes there's something to be said about those. <laughs> i know
0: what's with that yeah. yeah and
1: he spends more time on the sim than i do as well so uh, he's there you go. he he just started last year. We we did some uh, bought an MX-5 uh, cup car and, oh, and did some champ car racing. Yeah, and we're real competitive in that. Uh, but but that wasn't really the place for it. We thought that ultimately we would move or he would move into the MX-5 series. But we had so much fun doing some of this endurance racing that uh, I think we're going to do some WRL races this year. I, I did one or two last year with a, a good friend of mine in a club sport. And nice. um, and we're looking to actually get one a club sport now ourselves and do some endurance racing in that. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I think long-term, though, my personal ultimate goal probably would be to be, as I say, uh, competitive at the 24-hour in uh, Mm, Daytona. I think for some reason that's always been, you know, a lot of people talk about Le Mans. I I think for me, maybe Le Mans is a little too out of reach. I'm a little too old for Le Mans at this point. But I think I could maybe one day, you know, be competitive in the 24-hour, but we'll see.
0: Very cool. Well, and what a treasure to be able to spend this time with your son doing some racing together too. You cannot ever... Beat that! That's no, no doubt, spectacular. It,
1: it, you hope your kids will talk to you when they become teenagers and, and twenty years old, and and <laughs> and for him to want to actually spend time with me, oh yeah, yeah, and and do the things that we love, something like this together. That's it's it's wonderful.
0: Absolutely, yeah, magical for sure. So tell me about a really special car in your history. You've driven some magnificent race cars. You probably had some pretty cool street cars. Is there one car that stands out for you? And if so, what is it? And maybe share a story about that ride.
1: <laughs> well, there's two one of them is actually a car that that uh a very special car that Ferrari was able to um produce just for race car drivers it's a pista palotti and um you know it i think there were only 52 of those made and it was it was offered to the F1 guys the GT guys and us and that's so that there's that, that kind of has a special meaning to me mm-hmm. um but if I think back, you know, I, I'm 53 years old, and so I, I grew up in the '70s. And whenever I see a, a red Grand Torino with a white stripe down the side, you know, <laughs> I, I think of and Hutch. <laughs> absolutely, you know, yeah. those those were pretty cool cars. You know, I I can't help but but appreciate when I see on Meekum or or, or Barrett or some of these 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 auctions, um, or just driving one down the road every once in a while, you might see one. You know, a black Trans Am with the gold eagle on the hood. Uh, th- those are pretty cool. But the one that stands out for me is My dad was never really much of a car guy, and when I was in high school, he bought a black and gold 280ZX. And that car basically, I mean, he, I wonder sometimes, did he buy that for himself? Was it part of a midlife crisis for him? Or did he actually buy it partially for me? Because <laughs> I, I think I put more miles on that car than, than he did. He was very generous with the keys. Nice, and dad. It, it was assen- yeah, yeah, no kidding. It was essentially my car from, from Friday night to Sunday night. And wow. um, I can't tell you how many miles I put on that car. And it just... It's kind of like your first love, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. every, when I see one of those at a 280ZX driving around from time to time, you don't see them very often, and they're not necessarily big collector cars. Yeah. But um, I always have to stop and look. They're, 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 it was pretty special, and, you know... Brings back some great memories of high school and, and, and some good times. So
0: Well, that's usually what cars are all about for most of us. It's the memories, brings back the memories. Sometimes it's not really even the car. I always say, be careful. Uh, old memories are like old girlfriends. Uh, maybe they're best kept in the memory vault and not to go back to. <laughs> Those cars are kind of coming back, you know? I mean, you see in the collector car market, that era of vehicle becoming popular. They're still affordable for certain groups of people. Uh, iconic. So, yep.
1: yeah. Well, the, and the 280Zs in particular, not, not to mention the 260s and the 240s. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. What a nice dad. Holy cow. That was very nice. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call into your head a little bit here, Brad. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality in a vehicle. Could be a pickup truck or a station wagon or it could be a Ferrari. What would you be and why?
1: I probably... I probably would be the car that I drive every day. And you mentioned you're a Porsche guy and, and my my everyday daily driver is a Porsche Cayenne Turbo. And you know, it's black, black interior. I mean and, and so I guess I say that because it's 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 an SUV. Sport utility vehicle. I mean, and yeah. so it can do a lot of things. It can be sporty. It can be classy. Um, you know, it can be kind of elegant and and uh, and, uh, and athletic. And so it kind of has a lot of uses. And, and I, you know, my, myself, I tend to be generally speaking a conservative, risk averse person at times. But as I've said before, you know, I'm also going 195 at Daytona, and you know, you're not thinking twice about. It. And you're wishing the car would go faster too. Sure. So, um, and that's that 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 Cayenne. It's actually my third one. I I've said to many people that it's my all time. Favorite car, nice. and, um, and 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 I, as as I sit and think about it, you know, maybe I like it so much because it's, it reminds me of me. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> well, I, I love be. that car. So, yeah,
0: very nice, uh, perfect, nice answer. Now, I found that most, if not all, successful people have found ways to give back to others. What are some of the ways that you do that?
1: Well, I, I try to be the best leader i can be in my business um try to bring others along as 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 best i can i think that goes back to as i said you know my mentors uh some of the the guys that started our firm i mean they had a big impact on me and really steered me in a good direction and and just fair and objective and and i try to do the same thing with others i've also tried to be you know time time management is, is tough yeah. But and I try to volunteer a little bit with uh, both my alma mater, with uh, my I'm still on a board of directors um, where my my kids went to high school here in Mooresville and mm-hmm. Davidson, and be involved a little bit with some any other kind of philanthropic things I I can. I can have time for. I I, I tend not to do things if I can't really devote a a good amount of time to them. And so I try to keep it to a a small group of things versus spreading myself a little bit too thin.
0: Always a good way to be. Is there a book you've read recently that you'd like to share with our listeners today that you found really inspiring or helpful or?
1: Oh God, that I've read. Here's a book that I, 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 yes, I've I've read it recently, and I've read it each of the last probably ten years, uh-huh. and that's How to Win Friends and Influence People
0: <laughs> yeah. by Dale
1: Carnegie. Carnegie, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, as we, I actually live about thirty, forty minutes north of Charlotte. My office is in downtown Charlotte, so. In non-COVID times, when we're not working remotely, I oftentimes I don't listen to music. I'll either listen to a little bit of talk radio, but I also often, often listen to books. And um, and I find myself probably, like I said, once a year going back to listen to that book. And maybe I don't listen to it all the way through. I listen to a few chapters, but the lessons in that book uh, are priceless. And and uh, yeah, it's written almost a hundred years ago. I know it's and incredible, so,
0: and it's still yeah. relevant today.
1: Yeah, yeah, because. People don't change. Right. And it, and that's what it's ultimately about is dealing with people. And mm-hmm. so it, yeah. I think that's actually helped me quite a bit in my own career. And I've I've passed some of those lessons along for those that will listen as well. So
0: Great book. I bought copies of that book for my kids when they graduated from college uh, just to have on their shelf forever. So awesome. We're going to take one more break. We come back. I'm going to ask you about The Ultimate Drive, or in your case, could be The Ultimate Race. So we'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Carja. Yeah, is TechForce Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org like I do here at Cars Yeah. All right I have a magic scepter and what this does is it enables me to make things happen and for you I'm going to let you pick The ultimate drive, the ultimate race. So you pick the car you're going to be in. Who are you going to be with? Pick somebody very special. This could be somebody living or somebody who's passed. Who's going to be driving this vehicle? Maybe where are you going to be? And what are you going to be talking about?
1: Gosh, so many, a lot of people. In racing would say, oh, well, it'd be an F1 car. Um,
0: (laughs) Hard to go go on a ride with anybody (laughs) in an F1 car. Although Mario Andretti, he's got one. And when I was at the Ferrari factory in 2011 in their Cliente program, I spent three days there. I saw a three-seater Ferrari F1 car in that back room. Yeah, I'd never (laughs) seen one of those before.
1: I haven't seen that, but I'll send you, you know, a picture. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, please, please do. A lot of our events, actually, we, we have, um, uh, you know, like as you said, the, the clienty cars. So that yeah. they, I don't know if many people have know this, but you can actually buy former Formula One Ferrari race cars. Oh yeah. Um, and and Ferrari, they, they ship them around the world for you to, to race them or not race and drive them at certain rate, at tracks. And and actually though, so it wouldn't for me, it wouldn't be the F1 car. They do the same thing for what's called the FXXK Evo cars, and to me, I think that is my all-time favorite car that I that I've ever seen, or 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 and well, I've seen them in person, and I've heard them. They sound wonderful. Um, but I, I think I would want to be in one of those, and who would? And I would be, certainly, I would be want want to be the one driving it. <laughs> okay. uh, um and it, since it's a Ferrari, I probably, even though I said you know one of my dream tracks was was uh, in Abu Dhabi, I, I probably would go back to Mugello. Mugello in Tuscany, it's just beautiful. It's it's a fast flowing track. Uh, you're surrounded by the Tuscan mountains and hills, and and it's just it's a wonderful area. And I probably would have Lewis Hamilton in the car with me because I would want to say, how in the world do you do what you do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, de- most definitely the magic man. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty unique answer to that question uh, that they pulled one of those out when I was at the track at um, Ferrari. I was with someone there who was buying uh, Michael Schumacher's 2000 F1 car and we spent three days as part of that program and the end of the track day, they brought that car around pooh. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it yeah. Was very, very cool. But you picked a great place. You picked a great guy to ride with in an awesome car. So you passed all the parts of the test there. Very <laughs> nicely done. I love it. Well, you've taken us on a great ride today, Brad. This has been a lot of fun. I want to thank you for spending some time with me. What's a, maybe one little piece of wisdom, guidance, a success quote, or a mantra you might share with us today?
1: I would say so many people uh, have wonderful cars, Whether it's Porsches or a Ferrari or a Corvette or Mustangs or anything that's a sports car. And so many people I've spoken to said how much they love their cars. And my first question I always ask them is, have you tracked it? Mm -hmm. And most times, more often than not, the answer is no. And I tell them, no, you, you don't love that car. You only like it. (laughs) You have to track it, and then you're going to fall in love with it because the cars these days are just phenomenal. And so I always tell people, don't worry about scratching it, um, which was my biggest fear, what kept me away for so many years. Take it out there, stretch its legs, and then you'll really know what true love is. Mm, Great advice.
0: What are some of the ways people can learn more about you, Riley Motorsports, and Ferrari Challenge?
1: Well, one of the best places and easiest things to do is just go to Ferrari.com. There's a lot of information out there about our schedule, driver profile, statistics, and so forth. Um, You can actually live stream our races at races.ferrari.com. We also have, starting last year and and will continue this year, we have an agreement with CBS Sports Network. So they air all of our races um, one week after we we, we run them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can follow everything on Instagram at, at Ferrari Races. There
0: you go. And how about uh, Wedge Capital Management? We didn't talk about finance today, but that's part of what makes the world go around, and it enables people to go racing. Uh, What's the website for your business?
1: Wedgecapital.com. There you go.
0: I'll make sure I put links to all of these on Brad's show notes page so you can check out what he does and the fun that he's having. Again, a big shout out. Thank you to Steve Sudler for connecting me with Brad Horseman. And by the way, Brad's last name is H O R S T M A N. And brad thanks for being so generous today with your time your expertise and for sharing your racing a life with all of us here on cars yeah until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road
1: my pleasure Enjoy talking with you
0: this was a lot of fun hey fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts did you know if you subscribe at cars i'll send you my free filler up book it's an ebook filled with fuel, filler fun, and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap-up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts? That's what we're all about.
1: No, <laughs> no,